What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another live episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn, and we have our first game preview of the year. Matt, how are you doing this Friday evening? I'm excited. I'm ready to see what the 49ers are going to bring to the table in 2021. Um, it'll be essentially, you know, a, a first half preview for people like Trey Lance. But, you know, going forward, I mean, we, we get to see the depth chart. Listen, as a 49ers fan, as a fan of this team, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Because from man one to man 53, we need to know who's going to be on this team going forward for this season. Exactly. Yeah, it's the first glimpse. We're so excited. We got a great show planned for you, to guys, for you guys tonight. Real quick, while you're here, follow us on Twitter. If you're watching on Twitter, we're trying to get to 10K so we can give away a 49ers jersey. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button there as well. We are trying to reach 2K so we can give away a jersey. You got two chances of winning a 49ers jersey, Twitter, and YouTube. So now that we got that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's show. Before we get into the preview, we have some business we got to take care of here. And the first order of business is the 49ers are – Bringing in some veteran linebackers, uh, Michael Kendricks to be exact. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted today that he was visiting the team. What do you make of this? Is this kind of a depth thing? Yeah, pretty much. I think at this point, um, you know, Michael Kendricks had some legal trouble. Um, I think they're going to look into that and see where he's at with that whole thing. I know that he was with Seattle last year um, and had that whole thing going on. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what he's going to bring to the table, if anything. And again, it's just a visit. It's just them doing due diligence to get some linebacker depth. We don't know if they're actually actively looking for somebody to bring in. It could be just some somebody temporarily to relieve the pressure off of Aziz Al-Shair as he recovers from his knee sprain. But if you got somebody out there and if they can contribute, absolutely, you know, just take a look. Uh, make sure that all the legal troubles are behind them, though. That's That's probably the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was my first thought with when I heard this that maybe Aziz Alshayer's recovery wasn't going to happen as quickly as possible. Um, and 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 just to get into it real quick, the whole legal trouble Matt's referring to, he was suspended and sentenced, I believe, to like a day or something in jail for insider mm -hmm. training. Uh, yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like, it's not when we talk about legal trouble, it's not like he did. You know, it's not DV. It's not. DUI. It's not something that's like super crazy like that. He just, you know, he did some insider trading. Um, this is like white collar financial crime sort of deal or whatever. If he's past that, then it's I, I don't necessarily view what Michael Kendricks did at the same level as somebody like a Kareem Hunt or a Ray Rice or somebody like that. You know, it's a different level of crime. So if they've talked to him and they're confident that he's passed those, those kind of things and they think he can contribute to the team by all means, bring him in. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Um, and look, they're doing their due diligence and I, I don't see a problem with it. Um, it was, you know, it's notable to say he left without, there was no contract announced. So, you know, maybe they're just trying to leave every stone unturned. Um, but they did sign a couple other veterans specifically, haha, -ha Clinton Dix and, uh, Chili Calhoun, which I thought mm -hmm. were, was pretty interesting. The Calhoun signing was kind of under the radar. I feel like I didn't hear about it until he showed up at practice. But um, these yeah. are kind of depth signings. I think Clinton Dix, though, was due to Jaquiski Tart, unfortunately, maybe yeah. not being ready as soon as they thought they were going to be. He was going to yeah. be. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think the DL the de- defensive line signing is just a depth piece for training camp while you know people are out. Um, I know that even when Trey Lance was running against the number twos, that because Bosa and Ford aren't necessarily doing as many of the eleven on elevens, you're seeing people like DJ Jones and Contavious Street and those type of guys out there for the entire practice, and you're going to run those guys ragged in training camp if you do it like that. So. Bringing in a depth piece to play with the second and third team makes sense in this instance. In terms of all-time name team guys like Haha Clinton Dix, who has like it's the most it's gotta be the most rift on name in NFL history, right? Like, I mean, it's right up there with Dick Butkus as some of like the, the names that you're just like, really? Somebody named their kid that. Anyway, um, no, I, I do think that you know that's a good signing and um it, it's a much needed signing because unfortunately, you know, I I wonder if Jaquaski Tart has played his last down as a 49er. I don't know that he's gonna get back. Um I heard Grant Cohn talk about it and I absolutely agree that, you know, when we look at people like Patrick Willis and we look at you know some other players, Deion Sanders. The turf toe, the lingering turf toe issue can be something that is absolutely career threatening, um, especially at a, a position like safety where you need to make these quick cuts. You know, you're on your back foot until, you know, you need to explode forward and not having that big toe, that's that support, that structure there um, and being able to do that pain free. I think that's something that can definitely you know, spell doom for Jaquaski Tart's career. And it's unfortunate because I love Jaquaski Tart. Um, and I thought that he's been such a, such a solid player for the 49ers for so many years. But, you know, I, again, to quote Grand Cone, I really think that it says something that the 49ers were able to re-sign him for $800,000 this year. Yeah. It, it tells me that he was not going to pass a physical anywhere else. And it tells me that he wasn't ready. And the four, this is like a just-in-case scenario for the 49ers. You know, the NFL came out with their with their rules for the 2021 season. It's similar to last year with the COVID season where you can put players on IR and bring them back at any time. So it's looking like you have unlimited IR it, it is what it's looking like. So maybe Tart can contribute down the line. Maybe it would be like a hopeful thing. Like we were talking about with D Ford, who – right now seems like his back is holding up and he might be able to contribute this year, knock on wood. Um, but if, if he's not able to contribute, bringing in somebody like Haha, who's only 28 years old, who does have coverage issues. He does give up a lot of big plays. Um, and that's why he was out there on the free agent market, but to be a backup to maybe somebody like Hufanga, who has been making waves in practice lately, it's a good move. It's a good depth move. Yeah, I agree. Um, and as far as Tart. If you guys missed it, um, Kyle Shanahan was asked about his ability to get back, and this is for uh, this is for Yahoo Sports. Kyle said, "I don't know. We think he should, with the timeline and everything, but it is bothering him. It being the turf toe Matt referred to, uh, he isn't ready to go yet. We thought he would be, with the time it's been given, it, he isn't, and that's just a fact." And um, I think the next sentence is a very good one. Tart sustained a hyperextended toe or turf toe. Think about that for a second. Think about the flexion that you have in your toe and then think about hyperextending that toe yeah, and how painful that would be. And how, I mean, like the toe, the lower body region, especially feet, ankles, you know, lower leg, it's poor circulatory areas. So those 
tend to take the longest to heal. Foot injuries are a nightmare for athletes. And for to have something like that, a big toe where you just hyperextend it, I mean, that's that's rough, man. Uh, who knows if he's going to be able to make it back? Yeah, it, it's really tough. And um, I, I thought what was telling was Kyle Shanahan basically said, I don't – well, this is what he literally said, quote, I don't see it as day-to-day right now. I know he's not where he wants to be or where we want him to be, and it's going to take some time. Um, I don't see it in this article. Maybe it was after this was written. But I, Kyle Shanahan basically alluded to hopefully we get him at some time this season. And I was like, yeah. wow, it's that serious. They're, yeah, they're going to start him on the pup list. I know they put Tony Jefferson on the injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But the signing of HaHa is a necessary one, and it looks like the signing of Tavon Wilson is actually a blessing in disguise, too. Tavon Wilson has been making waves at camp. He looks like he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to contribute, and that's good. Between Tart, between the failed Jefferson signing, and between Tarverius Moore tearing his Achilles, the 49ers have already gone through a, a lot of safety depth. And so to be able to get somebody like HaHa, who's, again, only 28, will be a role player, will be a rotational player, not a star, obviously. Um, that's important. It's it's important to bolster your depth when you can, especially going into the preseason. Yeah, most definitely. And and look, hopefully Tart recovers soon. Like you said, I totally agree with you. He's one of my favorites. And I was yeah. extremely shocked at just like, again, like you said, they were able to bring him in for so cheap. But I guess that is telling to his injury. Um, I think it happened exactly. all the way back in like week 10 of last year, if I remember correctly. Um, it, it was. Yeah, it was last year that it happened and he missed like the last part of the season. Yeah. And, you know, my hope for 49ers fans, I hope you guys get to see Tartan number 26. Because I, I know a lot of you don't even know he switched numbers. Yep. So <laughs> right. unless he plays for the 49ers again, you'll never see him in 26 unless yep. you play like day one Madden or something. Yep. Um. So. We'll leave that there. Hopefully, Tart comes back soon. This was something, Matt, that I found extremely interesting, and that yes. is John Lynch saying, "quote It's Jimmy's. Jimmy's got the starting job right now, but Trey is closing in on him." Basically, is that telling? Like, I've never seen kind of a GM play, show their hand like that. It's very uh, to me. It's very telling. Um, John is a little bit seems to be a little bit more loose. Than Kyle is. I know he said it's up to Kyle because Kyle's the head coach. But from everything that John and again, John and Kyle are talking. Um, I think I think it's very clear um, from anybody who's not kind of on the inside of the team that's kind of putting forth a team narrative that Trey Lance just physically, just simply physically, is so overwhelmingly eye popping that you can't help but think that he's going to catch Jimmy Garoppolo at some point. And as we go into our game preview, um, it, if Lance has a big day tomorrow and he has a big day in the second preseason game, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo to perform. Um, the reports out of camp are Jimmy is still making some really bad interceptions, some really bad reads, very hesitant on deep throws. He's had a couple of good ones, but... If it's again, and what I say is if it's even close, look at the quarterbacks who have started young between, you know, Lamar Jackson, between somebody like a Russell Wilson, between somebody like, you know, a Justin Herbert, uh, uh, you know, a Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen wasn't supremely accurate. These quarterbacks have 
overwhelming physical gifts, the ability to be dual threats that allows them to overcome some of the, the things that you're lacking in your game as a rookie. And you can still contribute to a team and you can still build upon, you know, your physical skill set to, to, you know, maintain yourself as a quarterback. And here's the other thing, you know, and I've heard certain people talk about it and, you know, a lot of people overlook it, but Trey Lance is going to have to play at some point this season. You cannot have Trey Lance two years out of football because then next year it's like he's has a rookie season again. You know, uh, it, it, to me, if it's even close, the tie goes to Lance just because of his stature, his physical abilities and the potential that he has uh, at this point for me. And I think it's very telling that John Lynch is allu- it, he's essentially alluding to that. He's essentially saying, look, we know in the building that physically Trey Lance is far outstripping Jimmy Garoppolo from pure physical gifts. So now it's just a matter of time of does he catch up? at least a little bit in the mental and the day-to-day type stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's there it's a very real possibility. It's still on the table that Trey Lance could start in the first couple of weeks of this season, for sure. Yeah, I, and it's insane. Um, but but real quick, just to get to the quote, um, and this was on, he joined the Murph and Max show on KMBR, um, and he just said, you know, they, they asked him who was going to be the starter, and he said, it's up to Kyle, that's up to our head coach. He makes the decisions on who's playing and whatnot, but I think it's Jimmy's right now and Trey's pushing. I think that's where it's at. Uh, Lynch went on to say a competition is part of the NFL and it doesn't matter what position you play. Um, and then he talked about how when he was at the Hall of Fame ceremony, everybody was asking about Lance. I thought it was really telling. When this was shared, I think Stuart shared it in our chat and I was like, it's over. Like It's the beginning of the end for Jimmy. John Lynch is acknowledging it. Like you said, they talked. It's not like Lynch isn't in the know of what's going on. So I, I did think that was extremely telling. But at this point, I think we both agree it's only a matter of time. Um, yeah. And that time is probably going to happen within this season. Would you Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, you know, you look at it and people around the NFL have been already prognosticating the fact that, you know, Trey Lance from OTAs, until now has shown a market improvement over what he was doing before. And so it's one of those things where, you know, Kyle says the best person is going to be the guy that starts the best person for us to win is going to be the guy that we put out there. And it seems like the ability of Trey to pick up the offense, to really be a student of the game, to really show improvement day on day is kind of forcing the team's hand, you know, uh, he's, he's making it hard. He's making it much more of a, competition than the team wants to admit yeah i agree and i i think this is just purely speculative but i i do think he's further along than they thought he would be at this point yeah i think they had at least a solid year no question jimmy yeah but lance is just a you know crazy yeah i don't know specimen which isn't it it interesting that the team said hey we drafted lance because we knew this guy was like one of the best processors in the draft he was a smart guy he was going to pick stuff up and even they seem surprised by how fast he's doing. He's picking things up. To me, I mean, that it gets me so excited to see what the future of Trey Lance is going to be. Um, it just tells me that they drafted the right guy for sure. Um, especially after watching, you know, no offense, but Mac Jones was he was good, but he was very game managery. He was he was Jimmy Garoppolo with a slightly better deep ball. Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly said. Um, 
All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, there was a quote by Kyle Juszczyk that I thought was interesting. I wanted to get your take on. Um, he said, watching the quarterbacks at practice makes him feel like he's on, quote, the championship team again. And the full quote here is, I got really excited just a couple of days ago. I don't know what it was, just something at practice. I just felt like I was on the championship team again. I know what it feels like, and I got really fired up. But we're still a month away until we kick off in Detroit, so I'm just trying to keep it steady, keep continuing to get better, and be ready to rock and roll once we kick off against the Lions. Everybody feels like this in early August, Matt. Is is Juice onto something here, though? You know, I think he's I think he's doing the the good teammate thing. He's playing both sides of it. You know, he says, "Hey, Jimmy's really stepped up his game. He's focused. He looks great." And then he says, "You know, Trey is really impressive for a rookie." You know, he throws in the rookie caveat. And I think a lot of the players are are playing the game. I know that George Kittle has been a little bit a little bit more ruffled by the Trey Lance questions lately in his press conferences. He seems a little impatient with it, um, just because he's such a good. He's one of Jimmy Garoppolo's best friends. You know, and that to me, actually, George Kittle being, you know, a little kerfuffled at the the hype around Lance is actually more telling to me than this use check quote, because if Trey Lance isn't playing well, who gives a shit if they're asking about Trey Lance? You're like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy. But it's the fact that George Kittle is such good friends with Jimmy Garoppolo and George is out there like, dude, Jimmy's about to get replaced. He's not going to be here damn, I'm going to lose a friend. And that that weighs on you on a personal level, so he's getting a little shorter with the Trey questions. It's telling to me that even the players are seeing it, that it looks like Trey Lance is just going to take this job from Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what the team wanted all along. They weren't going to just hand it to him. Trey had to come up and get it, and that looks like exactly what he's doing right now. I agree. And, and the teammates are noticing um, – even Kyle Juszczyk, he, he was asked um, what he saw from both. And this is via CanBR. Um, he said that he's seen, quote, I've seen two quarterbacks that are both playing really well. I've been extremely impressed with both of them. Obviously, two different skill sets, but I think Jimmy has really stepped up his game, his focus, and has just really locked in. You see it in his eyes. There's just a laser focus to him. And that's no knock on what he was like before. It's just he's taking it to another level. And Trey has just been extremely impressive as a rookie just to see his understanding. Listen, I'm not a quarterback or an offensive coordinator, but I can still observe and see the way he moves his eyes in the pocket. And you can see him processing in the play, and it's impressive how quickly he's processing. I just don't feel like you see that typically with a rookie so early. Mm -hmm. This just kind of gets back to exactly what we were just saying, that Trey's really picking it up quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know it's interesting to me that they're talking about Jimmy stepped up his game. He's focused. He's locked in. That is the most milk toast like endorsement of Jimmy Garoppolo that you can give. This is the best Jimmy that we've ever seen. Wow, th- he's so good right now. Um, it's listen, what he says about Trey Lance is a little more obvious, right? It's a little more honest. He's saying, look, he's processing really well. What do we know about Jimmy Garoppolo? He doesn't step like his mental processing is not the best. And now you notice it from the rookie, man, his eyes move in the pocket. You can see him processing how quickly he goes from A to B to C. We saw it on that deep pass that that highlight that was making around when Trey rolled out left and threw that deep ball down the field. When Jimmy Garoppolo immediately pointed out Travis Benjamin five yards downfield and Trey Lance is like, no, I'm already past that. I'm going down the field and seeing deep. It, it, it's just it's a different 
it seems like it's a different level of processing from Trey Lance. And that, again, it's just going to lead to Trey Lance snatching that job from Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you read between the lines and you see what everybody's saying, those close to Jimmy who feel uncomfortable, um, I agree with Steve when he says, hey, it reminds people of when people were asking Joe Staley about Colin Kaepernick instead of Alex Smith because Joe Staley was like a, uh, an Alex Smith guy, you know? And when your friend is getting replaced, that it's bothersome for sure. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, we still have to get to the game action. And Trey still has to perform. And we'll get to that in, in the game. But if he is going to do like what he's been doing in practice, at, the expectation is absolutely he's going to perform. So the, the job could be his in a couple weeks. Most definitely. And I, you touched on it a little bit there, but I think it's really important to reiterate when you, he's talking about the things that Jimmy has improved on, it's very vague. And when he's talking about what Trey is doing well, it's so specific. And I think mm-hmm. that is telling. Um, it's yeah. almost like I don't want to put one down by complimenting the other, but I have to compliment them both here. This is a public platform. So it's very, you know, mm-hmm. milk toast with Jimmy. And it's very yeah. on point. With it's, Trey. It's, it's interesting because you would think, and, and I, you know, I haven't listened to all the press conferences, but when they ask about Jimmy Garoppolo, and they you know, everybody says, this is the best camp we've ever seen from Jimmy. Jimmy looks better than he ever has. The follow-up question that I would ask is, well, why? Why is this the best? Because you're still seeing interceptions. You're still seeing hesitancy. You're still, what makes this the best camp? Like That, to me, makes it feel like it's just the, the, the coach speak. It's to less – it's to – you know, massage the ego of Jimmy Garoppolo while also tempering expectations for Trey Lance. It's like this dual edge kind of thing, right? And it just seems to me from all reports of people who are on the ground that Trey Lance is just absolutely dominating. And, I, you know, again, Grant Cohn is on top of this stuff, and I've been really impressed with what Grant's been saying this offseason. But I agree with him when Trey Lance is going to get run with the first team as soon as the media is not allowed to practice anymore. <laughs> the day they're out the door, Trey Lance is going to get reps with the first team for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, real quick, you talked about Grant Cohn. I wanted to just give a quick shout out to three guys that I thought really killed it at camp this season, and that's uh, Jason Aponte, Splash Cousin. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know your real name. I've always seen your Splash Cousins, and Brad Graham of the SF Niners. Those three guys, I swear, like 90% of the content on my yep. timeline was from them. So. Yep. Shout out. And then, obviously, Grant and uh, Jack Hammer as well. Yep. Jack yep. Hammer. Exactly. Did a and our guy, job. Jose Sanchez as well. Yep. These are guys that have just been killing it. So just want to take a second and say thank you Absolutely. guys. For and, it adds, and it adds much needed perspective from guys who are outside of the Mayoko, Barrows, Lombardi. Inman, Lombardi <laughs> bubble, who will kind of like forward the team narrative and not necessarily be, especially David Lombardi, but, you know, there are certain people that aren't going to give you exactly what it is. You know, um, they'll spin it in a way that kind of fits the team narrative because they want to keep that access. But a lot of these guys, like you, you alluded to, Aponte and, you know, Graham and Grant Cohn and, you know, all those guys, they're, listen, they have no problems telling you exactly what they feel like it is. And, you know, between those guys, we see the consensus is that. Trey Lance is looking really good. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Steve's asking here, wasn't it reported by New England media that Jimmy was one of the worst practice players I've oh, ever yeah. seen? Yeah. No, no doubt Jimmy Garoppolo is a better game player than he is a practice player. But what's the degree to that? Because, you know, it, and may, you know, this is why preseason is so important because if Trey, Trey Lance proves that he's just as good of a game player as he is a practice player, then it's just like, well, what are we doing here, guys? And that's, I think that's Jimmy Garoppolo's last saving grace is that the team knows he does better in games than he does, you know, during practice or whatever. During the Super Bowl year, he had those five straight picks. And it's like, dude, how do you have five straight picks? I'm I'm not an NFL quarterback, and I could go out there and run five plays, and I can almost I, I'm I almost promise you I would never have five straight picks. Because yep. the third one, third pick in, I'm throwing that ball in the dirt the next yep. time. There was that uh, that clip that made the rounds the other day of Daniel Jones that boneheaded interception. My first thought was that's a Jimmy throw. That's oh, yeah. a Jimmy throw. Did you see that? That I went oh yeah, he did. Straight dude, the linebacker. The, yeah, the linebacker was just sitting there. The receiver, I guess, had some sort of problem, and people were trying to make excuses for him. But it's just like, listen, that's an in route, and the linebacker is just hovering there in a zone, and he didn't even see him, and he just threw it right to him. And that that's definitely a Jimmy throw for sure. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ardondo says, "Heard Brad and Jordan going live behind me from camp, and it's crazy how knowledgeable those guys are, and they call it like it is. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah." Appreciate it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick second to thank our sponsors. Before I forget to do it at the very end of the show, might as well do it now in the middle. Um, quick thank you to Acre Gold. Click the link in the description to start buying gold for as little as $50 a month. And as soon as it reaches the price of two and a half grams, the market price two and a half grams, they will send you a gold bar, a small gold bar that is two and a half grams before Matt a gold st- A gold stamp. A gold nugget. Um, yeah. We are the Red and Gold Standard Podcast, so it just fits right. Support the show. Click the link in the description. Start your gold uh, subscription for as little as $50 a month, like I said. Also, absolutely. And 81 Vino by That's Tara right. Owens. You know what I just realized, Zach? You're, we're, we're pimping a gold bar, and we're pimping red wine, and we're the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. Yep. That's right. It fits. Everything fits. Did you think about this before you did it? I, th- I thought about the acre gold. I did not think about the the, the A1 mm. Vino. See, but look, we're we're connecting here. Yeah, it's all you know, strategic marketing. All um, right. Well, eighty one Vino. I've had it. I enjoyed it. Where where can we get that, Zach? Eighty one Vino Code Hive ten percent off. Also, you'll get uh, free shipping on two bottles or more. So go click the links are in the description as well. And the um and lastly, our Teespring store shop forty niners hive you can get this lovely Trey Lance merch that I have behind my head. Um, they have it in have it in canvas shirts, mugs, the whole nine yards. We have a bunch of descriptions, including our latest Warner Bread merch. Shop 49ershive.com code RGS15, as in red gold standard 15 for 15% off your entire purchase. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and continue on with the show. Um, I thought this was very, very promising but the 49ers apparently matt have been very encouraged by what they continue to see by from d ford um kyle was asked about him the other day and he basically just said or excuse me lynch he was on kbr and he said we've been very encouraged he's been out there we're trying to be very judicious on how we bring him back but he's been super impactful when he's been out there and that's always been the case with d so we've just got to get him there but he's also got to train his body so he can go compete in a consistent manner and show up every week. Man, if he can do that, 
I'm really feeling like 2019 in terms of D-line. We think we're going to be a force at that position. We've got to go do it, but it's starting to feel like 2019 where the mindset is going to be overwhelming quarterbacks, and that's the great equalizer in a league that's so yep. set up for passing. What do you make of this? Yeah, uh, you know, it's always dicey with the, with the type of injury that D Ford had, which it's still so nondescript. Like, it was a back injury. It was a spinal injury, but we don't know exactly what it was, and we don't know – um, you know what what he was diagnosed with and what the the prognosis was for that and how he's rehabbed that. But in terms of training his body, I mean anybody who's seen D Ford, you know, in one of these locker rooms, dude, dude's ripped. He's got traps like a like a crazy person. Um, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about him being able to sustain impact over the course of a season. And right now he looks great, but we need him to get into the season to the end of the season and be able to contribute. Um, the depth on this defensive line is outstanding. I think we have the deepest line in the NFL without question. Uh, it's just a matter of we need Nick Bosa to be right from his ACL and we need D Ford to come back. And if those two things happen, this is bar none, the number one defensive line in the NFL. No question. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that it's promising what we've seen so far. I've seen some of the clips these guys have shared from camp and he does look good. He looks like he's hitting that sled hard. Um, but it's the consistency yep. that's the issue. And like you said, the injury is so vague. I think it's just back injury that's basically neck yep. slash back. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a very yep. serious thing. to, to, have if, to deal I, with. If, I, if I was them, I'd do what you're doing in practice with D Ford. Let him go out there and do what he's doing in practice. Save him for the games. No need to have him in there on second down on a running down. Third and 11, put his ass in there. Yep. He should be a third down pass rusher at this point in his career just so that he can stay healthy. And his his only job, for to me, his only job, go get the quarterback. Yep, totally agree. And if I remember correctly, that's basically what Kansas City did with him as far as practice. I think he practiced like one day out of the week, and that was it. Yeah. Maybe the Niners need to start doing some of that. I don't know. But I think, I think uh, yeah, I think Kyle needs to talk to who was coaching, you know, Andy, talk to Andy and be like, hey, what were you guys doing with D? What can we get out of him? And I think, uh, honestly, honestly, if he called Andy Reid and was like, what, do, what did you guys do with D4 to keep him healthy? I think that Andy would would give him the heads up for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I competitive. That's just, I that's just a respect thing to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, with all that said, he will not be playing tomorrow. Of course um, not. Yeah, of, of course, course not. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah, exactly. He can't even practice fully. Nick so Bosa's definitely- not playing tomorrow either. No. Um, and speaking of players who are out tomorrow, unfortunately – Jalen Hurd will not be playing tomorrow, and he's mm-hmm. kind of on the flip side of D Ford. And Kyle Shanahan had a um, press conference, and he did not sound. He was answering some questions about Jalen Hurd, and he didn't sound pleased at all. And he basically mm-hmm. was saying he doesn't think that he's done enough to kind of earn a spot. I mean, not in those words exactly. He's right. He's absolutely yeah. right. You agree? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I know he had like a great practice where he had some catches or whatever, but in context, some of those catches were, you know, situational catches against prevent defenses um, by reports. So he had a 13 yard and 23 yard reception that were people were talking about, but it was essentially against soft coverage. So all the reports are, even with those catches, he's still having a hard time separating. Um, and that just goes to the knee injury, the back injury. It just 
back and lower body injuries sap the athleticism out of every single athlete. And maybe it's a situation of where if he can somehow manage to get into games, if he can hold on to his spot on the roster this year, maybe next year he gets that explosiveness back. But with his multiple maintenance days, you know, with his lack of, of being able to separate, it just reminds me of cargo plane McKinnon where he just doesn't have the athleticism anymore. And I know people are always going to have that. We're all, listen guys, we're always going to have that preseason game. We're always going to have that wonderful preseason game against the Cowboys where Jalen Hurd tore it up for two touchdowns. But I don't think that we're ever going to get that guy that was, that was coming out of college like that. I just don't think that he's going to be that. And at this point, unless he really shows out in preseason and is able to contribute in preseason, I do not think that he makes this team. I think that's where we're at right now, unfortunately. Um, so here's the quote from Kyle Shanahan. This is back on Tuesday um, when asked about you know him not being able to practice. He says it hurt his chances. He's I know he's battling back from a serious injury, and we know the potential he has in the upside and how we think he can help us, but he's got to show that. And there's not a lot of time, but hopefully he can get in a groove where he has a chance to go out there and play some football and give himself a chance to make this team. Man, 6'5", 230, he would be a phenomenal asset for the 49ers if they could just get him healthy. I'm rooting for him. I want him to make this team. I just don't, with everything that's going on, I just don't know that he can. I think he's he's <laughs> Mike's in here. I know Mike is a listen, Mike, you already lost one of your receivers. Kevin White got cut, but <laughs> for Jalen Hurd, I just think that from just a purely physical because listen, I'm all about I'm all about this right here. You know, whoever's gonna be the best 53 on the team, that's who I want to make it. And I want Jalen Hurd to be able to go out there and contribute and be able to practice and be able to, you know run routes and, 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 you know, be a big part of this offense. But if he physically can't, I think you got to, I mean, you got to move on. You can't be held to that third round. Okay. we gave a third round pick, but this is year three. He has yet to play a down in the NFL in, in an actual game. He played the preseason that one time it's year three. He has to do something. Um, I hope that he can, I really do. Uh, I just, I, I'm just, I have my skeptical panda face on right now. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. At some point, and I think we all agree, if it's not this year, this is kind of that point. Mike's saying his honest opinion, Kyle's comments were taken out of context. He he clarified, I, I think it was yesterday, that he wasn't taking shots at him, but you can take shots without sending them, you know? Like, it, it's just really, that's the truth when that's, you know, the hard, cold truth. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to dunk on Jalen or whatever. I think he's just saying, like, look, in the grand scheme of things, especially, like, it's hard when Jalen Hurd is struggling to separate and he's, you know, taking maintenance days. And then you see Trent Sherfield, albeit against the second team, you know, Trent Sherfield's out there mossing cornerbacks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, well, you know, we got one guy who's out here every day just, like, catching everything that seems to be thrown his way, right? Um if Jalen Hurd can stay healthy and contribute to the preseason, I do think that he potentially can make this 53-man roster. Trent Sherfield to me, is making it. Trent Sherfield to me, is the Richie James replacement right now. Yep. Trent Sherfield's going to make it. Richie James is going to be gone. Yep. But um, if, if Jalen Hurd can't go, 
then that could potentially shift to where Trent Sherfield replaces Jalen Hurd and they keep Richie James around just for, you know, I don't know, for another Shifting he's giggles. not getting opportunities thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um Daddy-O, my guy Daddy-O says, Jalen Hurd made a few games, few plays in preseason game, and many faithful anointed him 100%. It was he impressive. Good. He looked yeah. good, though. And, and I said it 100 times, I have never seen a 49ers wide receiver catch that fade in the end zone, and he did it effortlessly. It just took me back to Crabtree. Oh, and he smashed some Cowboys players, too. He ran mm-hmm. so physical that you were just like, oh, okay. I can tell this dude was running back in college and converted to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he's got making up ground to do. Um, Steve just commented right now. He's got to get past Juwan Jennings, who looks a little more fleet of foot and looks like he is going to be because the best ability is availability. And if it's even close and you look at Jalen Hurd's injury history versus Juwan Jennings, who hasn't been injured and has actually made an effort. This is the thing. And it's something that we talk about with Jimmy Garoppolo, too. The offseason is the time where you're supposed to be able to refine your skills to work on your skill set and your base, right? And if you're injured and you're rehabbing injuries all the time, you're not able to build upon that skill set. And that's one of the things that we've had with Jimmy Garoppolo that's been a problem. He's been injured so much that it's like, well, he can't work on his footwork. He can't work on that deep ball because he's worried about getting back from the injury. You know, he has to get back to physically 100% before you can push yourself beyond what you were. And that's the same thing with Jalen Hurd. And we see it with Jawan Jennings, who looks a lot quicker with his feet than he did in his rookie year and coming out of college. And that's something that speaks to being able to be healthy. And so if mm-hmm. if that's the case, Jalen Hurd has a lot of work to do to catch up to Jawan Jennings. And it's very important that Jalen Hurd is able to go into this preseason and really contribute and be able to stay healthy going forward. Yep, 100%. Uh, Daddy O says, let's talk about Ayuk returning kicks. I'm definitely not feeling it. We've talked I'm about it I'm not feeling it either. I think it's way too much of a risk. Yeah, exactly. Maybe occasionally, but your main punt returner? Right. I'm, I'm all right. No. I think, I, God, you'd think it'd be Shurfield, right? It has to be. It has to be. I think a lot of fans are thinking of this question with last year's wide receivers. There's a new yeah. crop. Shurfield is a return specialist. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like they brought him in for that. And they've been pleasantly surprised by the wide receiver aspect of this game. I agree. That's a fairly, you know, right on target assessment, I think. Um, Cause they even said, you know, they brought him in as a special teams ACE type player. And um, I forget who said it. Uh, one of the coaches said, and he's a hell of a receiver too. The one who said he stood on the table for, Trent Sherfield when they signed up from Arizona. I forget I forget the coach's name right now. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Frank Stomp 49ers says no lemon law in the NFL. <laughs> unfortunately not. Yeah, unfortunately not. And I think that speaks to the team's approach to this draft going forward is when, the, you know, they were talking specifically about, hey, we want to draft guys that we think are going to be durable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they change our whole draft strategy. Absolutely. Uh, Fernando says Jalen Hurd has had setbacks. It's like McKinnon and Trent Taylor weren't the same since their injury. Yep. ACL and back. Although I do, I do think it's funny the reports that that Trent Taylor is tearing it up in camp. Yeah. Well, that was that were always the reports here. To be fair, and then up until I know one, it's the same. And then week one, he's not going to mm-hmm. do anything. Yep. Yep. It's something yeah. I don't know. Some weird something in the air in uh, July and August for Trent Taylor. No yeah. matter if he's here or Cincinnati, apparently. 
Um, all right. They go to the, they go to the Greek islands with with Yuschek and Kittle, and then they come back, and he's like refreshed for something eight in the water. Weeks. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, "Oh, I remember. I'm a pretty unathletic white guy with an injury history. Never mind." <laughs> all right, moving on. We alluded to this earlier. 49ers unfortunately had to place Tony Jefferson on injured reserve yep. uh, due to a hamstring and groin issue. So he's going to miss the entire season if I if I read uh, the report correctly. So that's unfortunate because I was actually looking forward to Tony Jefferson and seeing what he could provide to the team and just that veteran role. But Nick's that plan right in the butt. By all reports, he didn't look very good. Uh, yeah, that knee, fair. that knee injury that he had has just it really, again another one of these knee injuries and and ACL injuries and knee injuries have gotten a lot better over the past twenty years. It's not you know in the eighties and nineties like a, a torn ACL. You know I remember uh, the Bengals drafted Kijana Carter and he had a knee injury and it just like it sapped his entire career and just ruined it. And that's not necessarily the case these days. Um, surgical procedures have gotten to the point where they're a lot better. Rehabilitation uh, strategies have gotten so much better. Being able to take care of your body has gotten so much better. But there are still going to be these outlier cases. And it just seems with the 49ers, they have a lot of them. You know, Jarek McKinnon, what's looking like Jalen Hurd with his knee, and Tony Jefferson, where it's just like, you know, these are the outlier guys where th- things just aren't healing the way that they thought that they should. And it's going to cost him. And even with that, you know, hamstring to me, especially, and I don't know the details, but if it's that same side that he had his knee done, that to me is an overcompensation injury. And so you just worry that he's not going to be able to get back. He's 29 years old. The same thing with Jaquaski Tart and why I'm worried about him. You're getting up there in age in terms of being a, an elite professional athlete. It just makes it hard. Yep, I agree. Um, this is likely the last we'll see of uh, Tony Jefferson in the NFL. I think unfortunately. so. Um, it, it's also, I, I think, think so worth saying he took all of last season off. Yep. So in addition to his age and the injuries, he's also coming off of a year of not playing. Yep. So it makes me wish like, Hey guys, here's my one baseball reference for the, for the show. It makes me wish that it was like um, pitchers who get Tommy John. Like a lot of pitchers will get Tommy John. They'll miss like, almost two full seasons but then when they come back it's like oh i've got four extra miles an hour on my fastball you know <laughs> it, i wish it was like that but you know there are lower body injuries are just something different and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate and the nfl is just crazy it's a brutal sport. game yeah yeah uh frank stop 49er says cardinal fans say the same thing about Sherfield. they described him just like you described trent taylor well that's interesting it is interesting and but I think there's a difference, though. Is is Trent Sherfield just like, is he a good practice guy that just doesn't have a ton of talent that's able to showcase against the twos? Because Trent Taylor's issue is, yeah, he looked like Trent Taylor's rookie year. He was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then he had he the was, back yeah. injury and he fought through the back injury and was less effective. And then he had the foot injury. And then when he came back, he just wasn't the same. And so. To me, it's it's a situation of first of all, Sherfield is starting from a higher athletic ceiling than Trent Taylor was ever going to have. Yep. And two, Sherfield has a cleaner injury history than Trent Taylor, so it's a yep. little bit different. But I get what you're saying. There are a lot of guys that are really good practice guys that don't don't do dog shit in games. <laughs> Hung Fat says we need more likes, you guys. That's right. If you're watching, this absolutely on YouTube, hit, hit that the like button, button, guys. 
Matt will show up at your door, mustache and all, if you do not hit the like button. So maybe, maybe, uh, Daddy O says, "Listen, we took a shot on Jefferson. It didn't work out, unfortunately." Yep. And you know that's all you got to do. It's not like they put a ton of money into him, and it's not like he's going to cost him. You know, uh, yeah. it's not like they signed him to a five-year deal and they're stuck with dead cap or whatever. Yeah. It was a veteran kind of like let's take a swing at this and see what we get. And unfortunately, they didn't get a hit on it. So maybe haha will be different. And that's that goes to the importance of the haha signing. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we know this isn't going to work, so let's go and try something else. And they're kind of just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And the, all they need is it for to stick for really a depth piece because I think that Jimmy Warden and potentially Tavon Wilson, Wilson or Hufanger are probably going to start for the team. Yep. All right. We got one more quick topic, and then we're going to start getting into this preview. Um, 49ers new defensive coordinator, Matt D'Amico Ryan, shared a little bit on his new strategy and just his his coaching style. Um, He was asked, this is courtesy of Niners Nation, uh, everything. He was asked um, if he rewards players in his meeting rooms after takeaways or interceptions. And he said, quote, everything we do is about taking the ball away. That's the main focus in the defense. If we get turnovers, we take the ball away. Our chances of winning that game goes up tremendously. So that's always my main focus on how we are attacking the ball and how many turnovers we are getting every day. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a much more aggressive defense that we see from D'Amico Ryans. Is that something you would agree with? Yeah, but can I just point out where it says last season the 49ers defense generated 20 turnovers? just seven fewer from the elite defense of 2019 and the very next sentence is Nick Mullins had 18 <laughs> turnovers himself decimating San Francisco's turnover ratio. That makes me supremely sad, but I want to say I told y'all MFers about noodle Nick. I just want to say that. No, I, 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 I do think it's really good that the 49ers defense is going to be attacking. And I do think that, you know, Putting an emphasis on takeaways is absolutely fantastic, but it can't come at the expense of the fundamentals. Um, What separated, I thought, the 2019 defense from the 2020 defense especially was that the 2019 Super Bowl defense seemed to be so much more fundamentally sound at tackling. I saw way fewer missed tackles in 2019 than I did in 2020. Um, To me, it, it definitely... You want to go for the football. You want to force turnovers. But at the same time, you need to be fundamentally sound in the scheme that you're implementing um, because everything builds off of that. So if they can do that and still attack the football, absolutely. I think that this could be a very, very interesting defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a super chat from (laughs) Philip D. Berg. Bergulanon. Bergulanon. Sorry. Bergulanon. Philip the Frenchman. Thank you, Philip. We appreciate you. Philip DB. That's what I'm going to call you. You're my guy, Philip DB. There we go. Thank you at PDB49. If that's your Twitter handle, we'll shoot you a follow. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the super chat. Don't laugh at us. We're trying to pronounce that. Um, Mike asks With Jalen Hurd being announced as out, does that mean he is more, more or less likely to make the roster? Um, I don't count anything in the first preseason game beyond like active, super active position battles. So I think that tomorrow is really critical for what our opinion of Trey Lance is going to be going forward. But in terms of wide receiver four, I don't know that it's super important. 
unless Jawan Jennings like really shows out. Um, I don't necessarily think that it hurts Jalen Hurd as long as he can be there for game two and game three. Yep. Well said. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it says much, but it's it's getting the ball rolling, man. If nothing else comes of it, he said he said it's just Phil DB. Phil right, we DB. got you. Phil Appreciate DB, we you. got you. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna even shorten it because I'm lazy. PDB. 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 <laughs> there we go. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting, but we're going to see what happens with Jalen Hurd because man, that clock is ticking, and with other guys below him grinding and putting the work in and impressing opening eyes of the coaches his time might be running out here and they've given him plenty of time so um it'd be a shame that's for sure and unfortunate because there was tons of potential but at some time if that potential doesn't you know materialize into anything physical then it was never really anything to begin with so yeah. all right matt let's move on to our first preview of the season finally absolutely who We're are here. you looking forward to seeing the most? Obviously, it's Trey Lance, but let's get that out of the way. Aside it from is Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Um, I want to see um, the battle between Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. I'm very interested to see that battle going forward because I think that these two guys have the potential to push Raheem Mostert off of this roster at the end of the season. Oh, that okay. to me is going to be super interesting. And because week one of the preseason is so vanilla, you're going to see a lot more runs than you would normally see. Most definitely. Um, I think that we could probably see like a 200-yard rushing performance from the team tomorrow, um, especially with Lance out there. And yeah. I do think everybody's going to be excited to see Trey Lance. And Kyle Shanahan said uh, the other day, I th- want to say it was yesterday, I could be wrong, that he's going to be on a 30-snap count, 30-play uh, snap count. He's Yeah, he essentially said, hey, we're going to run Jimmy out there for a series, and then after that, the rest of the half is going to be at the Lance. So he's kind of just guessing on the snap count. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if you can get a series out and still get 30 plays on offense before the half, you're doing a pretty good job. So yeah, could be a little more, could be a little less. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Joey Arredondo says Trey Sermon, preseason leading rusher, calling it now. I wouldn't I like be it. surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Stop 49er says Mostert isn't signed after this year, isn't he? Or is he? I think that's probably the team's plan anyway. Um, I'm not sure what his contract is, yeah. but I know that I, I, I'm pretty sure this might be his last year. Yeah. I think regardless, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is the last year of his contract, though. And I, I again, I think the team and, you know, obviously myself, it's just there's a bad taste in the mouth when you hold the team up for money right before the preseason. Yeah, right after your best season ever. Yeah, um, yeah so that's yeah. correct. He's only signed through 2021. So we'll see what happens. But they've they've clearly been looking to find his replacement for a year or two now. Yep. Um, Cal Bill, Cali Bill or Call Bill. Can't tell if that's an I or not. I think it's nah, Cali Bill. Cali Bill. I'm going to have my wife wear my Lance jersey to bed tonight. We all have our rituals, man. Yeah, it. just don't get any fluids on it. <laughs> okay, all right, enough, enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I'm tempting the algorithm there. Yeah, we, we already discussed. I meant uh, beer, damn it. Okay, all right. We already discussed Jalen Hurd. D Ford will not play tomorrow. Uh, but yeah. Something that you you talked about. It's gonna be the, the running backs tomorrow are gonna be are gonna be Sermon, Gallman, and Mitchell, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be very interesting. 
I think that Gallman has a very uh, precipitous place on this team. Yeah, I think I that mean, I think that if Mitchell and Sermon show out, that Gallman could get cut or traded or traded very very well likely. Who's gonna fucking trade for Gallman? Somebody traded for Matt Breeder. I mean, I don't know. I think it's, it's rounder. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, um, I don't know. They gave up a lot to get Lance. I think they take anything right now. Um, yeah. We talked about Jimmy only playing one series, and then he's going to be pulled. Kyle said that the rest of the offensive starters will be pulled with Jimmy. Does that give you any reason for concern about maybe protection for Trey Lance? I or- mean, everything everything that's been reported is that second-team offensive line is trash. Yeah. So it does give me a little bit of concern, and I do think that, it, you know, you got to be careful. I mean, I know it feels to me like the team doesn't want to highlight Lance too much. You know, I would say if it were me, I'd be like, look, give him one or two series with the starting offensive line and then pull the guys. Right. But if they're not even going to do that, I mean, you got to be careful with what you call. I wouldn't be calling a bunch of deep shots at that point. Yeah. Um, It's just going to depend. It could highlight Lance's ability to escape pressure and get outside the pocket and run, which would actually be beneficial to Lance. But in terms of what you want to do running your actual offense, um, I know they want to layer Lance's physical abilities on top of what Kyle did with Jimmy. So, you know, you don't want to get too far outside that. And you don't want to risk Lance potentially taking shots that he doesn't need to take. I I am concerned about that second team offensive line because it doesn't seem like it's very good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's been going up against the 49ers second defensive line, which is we've said multiple times could likely start on most other teams. So maybe yeah. the defensive line is just so good that it makes that offensive line look worse. Given the fact that I know most of these guys and I've seen them play, yeah. it, it's likely not. I'm just being a little. I've heard Catavia Street has been a beast in camp. Yeah, I forget who reported it, but they basically said he's been the best tackler out of all the yeah. defensive linemen. So that's really promising. Um, Frank Stop 49 says Kyle isn't trying to reveal his hand in that I agree only from the perspective of I don't think he's going to call a lot of read options for Trey Lance what I'm saying is that when the protection breaks down Trey Lance is just going to scramble out mm-hmm. you know off schedule stuff for Trey Lance that's what I think so uh, Kyle joined the Murph and Mac show on Camp BR and he said I'm not playing every starter but there's some starters I want to keep our health reasons i want to keep out excuse me for our health reasons and things like that most of our guys i plan on playing and we'll get them out quickly once they're out i'm hoping trey can finish out that first half we'll see how many plays he gets and what the situations are i'd be surprised if i play him into the third quarter but we'll see how the game goes and hopefully he'll get in a good quarter and about three-fourths of one so yeah and i think um you know someone it was grant and Man, who was on his show? Jay something or other. Um, They were talking about it, and I actually agree. I think it's actually important that maybe he plays like the first two series after the half so that he can go through that halftime adjustment Mm -hmm. and really, okay, we're going into the locker room. This is how the first half went. This is how we want to come out in the second half. And because a lot of those, that first drive on the third quarter is, is, again, those scripted plays that you see in the first half. So put him on a script because he's not going to go out there with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo after after that whole thing. And you want to get him used to these actual game situations. Um, 
And I think so. I think that's important, at least a series in the third quarter, just to get him used to, hey, we're coming out of the half. These are adjustments we're making. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree that that's a good idea. Um, we'll see what happens. Joey says, I want to see how Aaron Banks does after reports he wasn't doing well in camp. Also, my big boy, Alfredo. Me too. I want to yeah. see what 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 the offensive line can do. And it's hard because you think, okay, Aaron Banks is struggling in one-on-ones, but the line is like an entire unit. It's it's very symbiotic, right? Um, we talked about last year that there seemed to be some friction between Lake and Tomlinson and Trent Williams, and there seemed to be some communication issues, and there was some breakdown. The offensive line functions as a whole. Uh, I don't think that any one guy is necessarily more important than the other. Obviously, the left tackle gets paid the most. The center is the guy that is really kind of like the heads up. Hey, these are the protections. I got to get you the ball type of guy. But they block as a unit. You know, you need to know your assignments. You need to block people in the way that the play is designed to block. And, you know, if if you can't do that, then there's going to be problems. So I want to see Aaron Banks in terms of inside of that off because maybe he's not a good one-on-one guy but maybe he's a good like hey this guy's shooting this gap and this guy's going to come on my other side and so i'm going to push this guy off to you so that i can fire out and get this guy maybe he's better at those type of situations we don't know he's also making a transition from left guard to right guard so we'll see we'll see what he can do but i'm also interested in that too yep uh hung fat says i want to see elijah mitchell Hufanga, those are also, mm-hmm. yep, some good names. Yep. Hufanga, especially with the injury to uh, Tart. Yeah. Maybe he'll see extended playing time. Ian Sharp says Contavious Street. That's yep. also a good one. Um, are there any bold predictions you want to give? Um, I think that hmm, bold predictions. I don't know if they're bold predictions, but I'll make some predictions. I think Trey Lance will be around seven for 10, seven for 11 for about a hundred yards. I don't know if he'll have a passing touchdown, but I have a feeling he'll have a, a, a touchdown somewhere. It'll either be passing or rushing. What I want to see out of him the most is a clean, efficient football game where he's making good decisions with the football. You don't have to light the world on fire. Um, Mac Jones didn't light the world on fire last night, but he looked really efficient. So, if you can be efficient in your first game action in, you know, whatever a year, uh, I know he played one game with with North Dakota State, one one year away. If you can make solid decisions in an actual game, especially because he seemingly struggled with the move the ball drill, I want to see how he improves on that in game action. That that's really what I would see. An efficient outing from Trey Lance where he protects the ball and makes good decisions. That's all we can ask for. Yep. Um, Daddy O says, I'm looking forward to see Trey Day. I can't wait. Callie Bill, Kyle said Lance will get at least 30 snaps. Yep, that's correct. Yep. About a half. Oh, we got a super chat from Hunk Fat. Happy new season, Matt and Zach. Thank you for the content, my man or woman, my person. Thank you. Whoever you are. Thank you very much. That's awesome. We appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank we you got so a much. lot planned for you guys this season. So hit yes. that subscribe button on Twitter. Hit that follow button. Yes. Or excuse me, on YouTube. Hit that follow button on Twitter. Help us yeah. reach our goals. So we can we're gonna away some jerseys. Yep, we're gonna review this first game on Sunday for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll we'll bring you all those content. Um, red and gold. Are, I'm sorry, not red and gold. Uh, Niners news. We'll start again this coming Monday as well. We will have Niners news for you going forward. That's right. 
content Monday through Friday and then on the weekends as well. We're yep. coming back with you guys. We're coming back at you, excuse me. So make sure you're here for it. Subscribe and follow on Twitter. Uh, double your chances of winning a 49ers jersey. And we may or may not be having a new look when it comes to the stream overlays. We'll see what happens. That's all I can say yep. legally for now. We've got some We've got some stuff we're working on. Right up here, right up our sleeves. Uh, yep. Mike is asking, which is more likely to be true? Our backup linemen are as terrible as advertised or the defensive linemen are as good as advertised? Chicken or the egg? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that the backup, there's a precipitous drop off from the first team to the second team. Only from the standpoint that I expect Aaron Banks to improve. Um, he's just, you know, rookies traditionally have a hard time. But I do think that the defensive line, as I said earlier, is the deepest line in football. And with Nick Bosa and D Ford out and with some other guys out, you're seeing DJ Jones, Contavia Street, and a lot of those guys that are normally like really good rotation players playing a lot in practice. And they're just blowing up those backup offensive linemen. So I, I suspect it's a little bit of both. I agree. Um, I think the, the 49ers defensive line is just as good as advertised. Maybe the, the backup linemen aren't as bad as advertised or as reported, right? but they're not great. You know, they're not starting anywhere. Whereas the 49ers defensive second line might start on other teams. So I, yeah, on, on more than more than one team, DJ Jones mm -hmm. and Contavia street could be starters. Yep. Uh, Fernando says he can't wait for the game. Same here, yep. man. So close. Uh, Mike says, if you guys are bored during the game, I would love for you guys to join the live show to react. Hey, I'm down. I'll see what's up. I have my uh, live fantasy football draft with my brother-in-law. It's like a hundred dollar entry for each team. So it's going to, it's going to be a shit show, but it's going to be fun. Um, but if we're done by the time the game goes on, definitely that's a possibility. That's what's up. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. We'll hit you up. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Harvey says my Warner bread shirt made it. That's what's up. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you. Uh, let me pull it up here for everybody. You should uh, at the 49ers hive account, like, like with a picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Throw it up there, man. We'll, we'll shout that out on Twitter. Most definitely. Yeah. I'd love to share that. Um, it's uh we had another design. I showed you guys last time. Unfortunately it got pulled. Um, the joke was they said it looked like Patrick Mahomes and not even Trey Lance, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, I'm pulling up the Warner Bread merch right now. You should have told me too. I would have ordered that shirt. Which one? The 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 band shirt, dude. Oh, throw, oh. throw it back up and order me one. I can order you one. Yeah, do it. I got you. Do um, it. So this is the Warner Bread that Terrence was referring to. It's on shop49ershive.com. It's in men's, women, children, uh, small through 5XL and men's. And it comes in three colors. Three colors. Three beautiful colors. Exactly, yep. And the code is on the screen, RGS15, for 15% off your entire purchase. Shop49ershive.com. Couldn't be easier to remember. Um, you're supporting us directly, so we really yep. do appreciate you guys. Uh, shopping 49ers have doing our merch. Yeah, please, please tweet at us. I'd love to see it. Um, but all right, as far as the game, I'm really excited to see Trey, the trays, both trays. Yep. And just really see Kyle be able to do everything he's wanted to do that 
with all due respect, Jimmy's kind of limited him in the past. So, well, it, you know, and it's interesting because I don't think that we're going to see the full breadth of the offense because no, I don't no. think that a lot of people game plan for preseason week one. I don't think they game plan for a lot of the preseason in general. Um, but I, I feel like there's going to definitely be some gamesmanship when it comes to Trey Lance and what they want to do with him. You're muted, my guy. There we go. Hit it by accident. Yeah, that's all right. Um, just some of the runs that we've we've heard about in practice. I'm really eager to see that. Yeah. Uh, Hung Fat brought up Talanoa Hufanga. Excited to see him. I want to see Ambry Thomas because I'm a Michigan guy, and I heard that he's been hot and cold during camp. So I want to see what he does in game action against actual people where he can be flagged for stuff, and I, I want to see it. Yep, I agree. There, there's just so many new people, new players it's really, I don't know. It feels like refreshing. It feels like there's just this new vibe around the team that it's a new season, baby. We're, we're is, in man. it. There's a lot yeah. of hope around this. Like we've been super excited. I mean, you pulled it up earlier with Kyle Juszczyk where he's like, I feel like I'm on a championship team again. Yep. And this is just going to be day one. So I'm super excited. Yep. And I just want to say this right now and then we'll wrap it up. If I hear anybody say the words revenge tour, I will punch you in the mouth. Please do not utter those words. I don't want to hear he, them. I don't want to see them. I got to punch not, myself. He, he, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. I saw him do it. <laughs> it's, it, it's, yeah. Please All right. Don't. So as tradition dictates for a game preview, we are going to predict our offensive and defensive MVPs and pick the final score of the game. So Zach, do you have an offensive MVP for the game? I do. Um, okay. I'm not going to say Trey Lance, even though it you can do it. Be. Do it if you want to. You can do it. Okay, fine. I'll go with Trey Lance. I think he's going to ball right. out. You said he has one touchdown. I'm going to say he has three touchdowns. Wow. And I'm going to say he has a little under 200 yards passing, two of the touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Dude, if he has three touchdowns, they might as well pack Jimmy's bags. They're going to give him the Jalen Hurd uh, treatment, if so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, crown him right then and there. I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. I think Elijah Mitchell has 10 to 15 carries. He's going to have 75 to 85 yards, and I think he's going to have a touchdown. Um, okay. I think that, you know, in that third quarter when things kind of break down and you don't want to throw the ball as much, you're going to get in there with the, with the runs, and I think that definitely he's going to, uh, you know, he's going to take advantage of those reps. I agree. Um, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, Fernando says Michael Andrew disappeared. Mike, if you're still in here, who you got? He's got to pimp the channel and then go about his business. That's all right. I understand. <laughs> I, I respect the hustle. All right. Uh, as far as defensive MVP for tomorrow, that's a tough one, man. Oh, that's a, that's a really tough one. I'll go first. I'll go say Contavious Street has two, two and a half sacks. Okay. And a potential forced fumble. I think that he's the defensive MVP for tomorrow. All right. You know, I'm going to go again with the, with the rookie Hufanga. I think he's going to make the most of it, uh, show the 49ers why he deserves to make the squad. Mike's still here. Mike's a good guy. He's still here. <laughs> Probably got that cigar in his mouth. I, it, listen, head. I knew it. Yeah, cigar in the mouth, whiskey in hand. He can't be uh -huh. typing all the time. Come on, guys. Exactly, yeah. Um, Daddy O says he's going with Arden Key. That's a good answer as well. That's Arden a good Key. answer too. These guys, him and Mo Hurst seem so motivated. This team is so damn deep on the defensive line. I forget. Yep. It's going to be super interesting to see all these guys. What if we keep like 12 defensive linemen? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mike's got Trent Sherfield as offensive MVP. I like it. I like that. I like yeah, it. I like that a lot. Uh, comment your guys' offensive and defensive MVP predictions. Um, and, and we usually, in the past, we'll start again once regular season comes. Um, if somebody will say guess X players' stats, and if somebody gets that. The final correct, score. The score the, is really the big was. one. That's what it was. The final score. If you guess the score of the game in the regular season, we got stuff for you. Yeah, we got merch for you. So we can start it off with this one. If you want to guess the final score and you get it correctly, yep. leave a comment in the video. Try to leave an actual comment, not in the live chat, because it's hard yeah. for us to go back and find it. If you leave a comment and you guess the final score and you get it right, we'll send you some 49ers Hive merch. Right. Go to the go to the Twitter link that we sent out for this live stream and comment there. That's like probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Um, I do agree with with Mike, though. I think the Amador Lenore is going to be a very interesting guy to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Fernando says I'm excited to see Haha Clinton Dix. I wonder if he's going to get much run. He considering might not. He's so new. Yeah. They might hold him out just to, you know, get him used to the defensive playbook, but it's possible they run him out there. Yep. All right. Last question, Matt. Yes. Final score prediction. Um, uh, preseason's hard. 23-20 San Francisco. 23-20. Okay. I think the Niners are like a two-point favorite. I could be wrong, yeah. something like that. Um, I'm going to say 21-13 to 13, San Francisco. Dang, so Trey Lance is going to score three touchdowns. The Niners ain't going to do dick all for the rest of the game, huh? Sounds about right. Cool. Yeah, I mean. Cool. Yeah, it's a, be... weird, it's a weird thing about preseason games, right? Like the first team and second team offense can once. come in. It's like 21 to nothing at half, right? And then the fourth stringers come in, and then it's like 54 to 21. And you're like, <laughs> what happened in this second half, man? <laughs> yeah, it becomes whose scrubs are better than the other scrubs. That's yep. really what it is. But, yep. yeah, I'm going to stick with 23-20. So. Okay. 21 13 23 20 daddyo says 27 23 i assume sf taking that one uh yeah drop your comments either in the comment section or reply to our tweet on twitter or just tag us in a tweet at 49ers hive um and if you guys get it right we'll send you some free merch we do it for the regular season might as well start it now get the process rolling um because the season is back and i'm excited joey says you trust in josh rosen to lead the offense to score no I actually think Rosen's dead man walking. I think that Sudfeld just shows that he wants it more. And I think just showing the desire is enough to overcome whatever talent advantage Josh Rosen would have. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, but I think that Josh Rosen's about at the end of his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, Mike says, love the show, fellas. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Guys, go. Obviously, you probably already do, but go Nothing subscribe. Nothing Niners, baby. If you haven't, they're so consistent with their content, yep. and Mike's just the best. So thank you, everybody. With that being said, we'll conclude our first preview of the 2021 NFL season. Um, hopefully, this game goes great. Hopefully, we see a lot of these players that we want to see. And I'm just so excited, man. I'm so excited. I can't even get these words out of my head correctly. So we'll wrap it up there. That way, yep. everybody can go enjoy their Friday night. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that follow button on Twitter as well. Absolutely. Tomorrow is game day. Uh, We are excited. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And until next time, everyone, go Niners.